Welcome to the Membership Machine Show, talking you through your membership website from initial idea all the way to finished product. Here's your host, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the Membership Machine Show. This is episode 54. We're coming to the end of the year. Uh, Got no show next week because it's Thanksgiving. I've got a couple shows in December and then I'm going for my Christmas New Year break. Been a great year launching this show. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, so we've got a great guest. Um, we've got a great topic. We've got how to successfully start a membership website business in 2023 or 2024. We're coming to the new year. And I've got the great pleasure of having a supporter of the show and a personal friend and somebody who only knows a little bit about membership websites, only a little bit. I've got my friend Chris Badgett in the house. So, Chris, for the new listeners and viewers, would you like to quickly give us a 2030 intro about you and what your passion is and what you do at Lifter LMS? Sure. I'm from Lifter LMS, which is a leading learning management system, membership, and e-commerce solution for WordPress. I've been obsessed with membership sites for about 17 years, and particularly around the idea of recurring revenue and um, kind of capturing all this value in a website and building a community around that. So I'm super excited to talk to you about that today, Jonathan. Yeah, it's, I've been really, really looking forward to the show. We've had some lately. We've had some great guests. I've got some good guests for the December shows as well. Um, and we've got some great topics, but I've been really looking forward to this. So we're going to be identifying um, identifying audience, how to pick a membership model, choose membership software, um, reuse content. But we've got a load of really insightful subjects i think we're going to have a great discussion offer some real value to you looking to build a really successful membership community website in probably in 2024 but before we go into the meat and potatoes of this show i've got some great messages from our sponsors we will be back in a few moments Tired of hosting providers that can't handle high traffic loads? Convesio is here to help. Our platform can handle any amount of traffic, all without slowdown or crashing. With immediate Slack support, performance optimization, and a team that thrives on resolving technical challenges, your e-commerce business is in safe hands. Learn more about Convesio at Convesio.com. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. We're coming back, folks. Just want to point out that we've got a sponsor, a new sponsor of the show, um, and it's a 
text messaging plugin. So if you've got WordPress and you're looking to send your membership or your community members to SMS messages, we've got Omasend. That's our sponsor. And they have been in the Shopify area, but they are produced a great plugin for WordPress as well. And I think it's something if you've got a membership site, you should really look at. They've got also a great special offers and also got some other great offers from the other sponsors. The way to get those is to go over to wp-tonic.com slash deals, wp-tonic.com slash deal. And you'll find all the goodies, all the special offers on there, plus a created list of the best WordPress plugins and solutions for your membership and community website. So you don't have to troll the internet trying to find the right solution. What more could you ask for? Probably a lot more, but that's all you're going to get on that that particular page. Oh, that was a mouthful, wasn't it, Chris? But I did it. I did it well. I thought um, you, did, you did it great. Thank you so much. He's been saying nice things to me. It's such a rare occurrence. I don't know <laughs> what to say. Uh, um, so let's dive in. Um, identify your audience. Only a slightly important step in this journey, Chris, and a step that people, I feel, neglect very often. So what's, hey, we're going to start off. What's what's your great insights about this very important first step, Chris? If you identify your audience, that's the most foundational first step. And one of my favorite podcast episodes on my podcast, LMS Cast, was with a guy named Dane Maxwell. And Dane gave me a framework from his book, Start From Zero, which is the holy grail of business is customer result mechanism. So customer or audience is one of the three foundational pieces for a business, and in this case, a membership business to work. And what result does that audience want? Like, what are they trying to achieve once you identify them? And is that pain or pleasure or goal that they're seeking, what is that result and how do you deliver that through the membership site? The, the membership site is the mechanism. So it's easy to get really focused on the mechanism. And it's an important piece. It's one third of the business. But the customer or the clear customer, the audience is absolutely foundational. And I just want to tell three quick examples. So at Lifter LMS, if you go to our examples page on our website, these are all people who are successfully building membership sites with Lifter LMS. Um, KPC teaches people how to master active campaign. So her audience is active campaign users. Uh, Michael Wiley teaches people how to flip mobile homes. So the mobile home flippers are his audience. And then my favorite one that once I tell it, nobody ever forgets is Ziv Raviv, who teaches people how to tie animal balloons. And he has done year after year, multi six figures in sales for his Balloon Artist College membership site. And the thing I love about Ziv, it's a fun niche, tying animal balloons. The audience is technically child entertainers who like go to birthday parties and make animal balloons. And they do a bunch more advanced stuff besides that. But there's only 5,000 people who are in this audience in the entire world 
and Ziv built a successful membership site by identifying this audience. And he was one of them himself. So that's a pro tip, which is what, what communities are you a part of? Because it's much easier to be a leader and a subject matter expert if you're already in the audience as well, just a little further along on the journey. Yeah, I think it's like, I think it's, there's two things. It's finding your niche, but I think you put it better. And I was highly influenced about this by reading the work of Seth Godin and mm-hmm. his tribes. book around tribes. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of, yeah, it, it wasn't planned, but I call my WP tonic audience my tribe. Mm-hmm. I've been attacked for that, Chris, for calling them tribe. God, God help us. Uh, um, but that, that's why I see them as my tribe. Uh, um, but I was highly influenced by Seth Godin's work on this. Don't, um, he's always got some original ideas, hasn't he? I don't agree with everything that comes out of his mouth, but I don't agree. The only person I agree with is God, but um, uh, um, but I think he he was on to something, and it really influenced me. What do you? What's your response to what I've just said? I'm a huge fan of Seth Godin. He's a clear thinker and teacher, and also he's also usually very early to some ideas. So whatever Seth is talking about now, you know, in five years, everybody's going to be talking about it. Who are in this kind of creator economy? Yeah, but I think, especially when it comes to this particular bullet point topic in our discussion, I I think I would highly advise somebody that's thinking of starting a membership, they've got that that knowledge, that understanding, um, that they should read that book and listen to some of Seth's videos around Tribe and around that book. I, I think they would get some value. What do you reckon? Absolutely. Yeah, the a community or a tribe or a niche, whatever you want to call it, this is innately what makes us human. And within all little subgroups or subcultures, there are leaders that emerge. And that's what you're doing when you have a successful membership site. You're providing thought leadership and helping your clear customer get results through the, through your membership site. You're right. On to number two on our list. Um, pick your membership model. I'm be, I'm fascinated to see your thoughts because people um, they need they need to do some research before they jump in, basically. And what people don't realise is that there's various um, membership models out there, and depending on what we with step one. That probably will influence your which model, which would be the most appropriate. Am I on the right track there, Chris? You're right. The business model or membership model is a very important part of the mechanism, your membership. And it's not to be taken lightly. And you can experiment with it along the way. Um, But the the main things to think about, we all think about recurring revenue and building a, a sustainable forever customer kind of business, but there's different models. At Lifter LMS, for example, we sell software memberships and we have a freemium model. So we, we give away a lot of value for free. So the freemium membership model where there's a free level of the membership and then paid upgrades and, and so on. So freemium is important. You can do a standard, um, 
like just it's the same price every single month. I think we all start there and we all think about that. Like, oh, if I had $30 a month from, you know, 100 people, that's $30,000 a month, which is great. Uh, I might have did my math wrong. It might have been three. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. I'm sorry, Chris. There's also like annual models. Like I've been a part of an annual membership and I stayed for two years and I got a ton of value and I wasn't, I was thinking in terms of years, not months. There's also uh, creative ways that you can get people into your membership model. We've talked about freemium, but you can also have like a low cost entry. You can also do like, like where the first month's a dollar is what I'm talking about. That's known as a trial model. And then uh, you can also sell one-off things that are separate from the membership and then have the membership as well. So those two different models can work together. For example, you could have one-off courses that are for sale, but the membership maybe includes more courses or all the courses and other benefits like live office hours, templates, uh, community events and things like that. And then the other membership model, which I don't necessarily recommend, but it's important to think about is a lifetime membership model. Maybe it's super premium or maybe your membership is not like super valuable in the eyes of the customer and you're going for volume, like become this, get this kind of certification and you have it for life kind of thing. But lifetime membership is also something to consider or potentially put on you as the high end. As an example, at Lifter LMS, I haven't announced this anywhere else. So this is a, a surprise. Should I do the drum roll, Chris? <laughs> we are going to offer our lifetime membership to Lifter LMS on Cyber Monday. So something to just putting that out there. But those are those are the main models. Um, and you can do, of course, do a, a hybrid approach or do tiers that have different levels of benefits within your membership. But picking the right model is really important. And I, I noticed, do, um, yeah, on my mind, I'm, I'm having a foggy day this morning. Um, I'll, what's that term that means? I, I see a lot more, um, more experienced membership entrepreneurs. They do it in batches. They they have. That's cohorts. Uh, cohorts. That's the term. I'm having a fog day. I apologize. Cohorts. There, there's a lot of people that are going to the cohort model. Why is that? And what what do you think is the attraction to that particular model? Because I've just not. I don't. First of all, do you agree that I see quite of a lot of people that have done multiple courses going going to that model? First of all, would you agree with that? And secondly, what is the attraction to them? Yes, I would agree with that. It's grown ever more increasingly popular for many reasons. It, our customers wanted it so bad, we built a cohort-based system for Lifter LMS. Yeah, I was really out. excited that you did that, actually. Yeah. Um, the pandemic accelerated that, where people were kind of looking for things to do online that potentially inc included a little bit of community. But the big idea here, if we go back to our original membership framework of customer result mechanism, if we focus the cohort as a mechanism, but the result that students want is they want to achieve the learning objective from the course, whether it's to make more money, get in better health and fitness, improve our relationships, whatever that is. But if you go to the primitive of the offline world, why do we, why do kids 
and adults go in classes that start at a time and end at a time like a semester. And the reason is that when a group of people go through some kind of learning or training inside of a membership, they are going to get better results if they're moving with a community of people that are a similar place. And it also just creates a much greater sense of community, which is a benefit in and of itself of a membership to have people have a sense of belonging. So if you do an evergreen course, as an example, that's just always for sale, that's awesome and that's good, but you're really missing that opportunity for cohort-based learning where people are moving through it together with a much stronger sense of community. It's also better for the instructor because everybody's in the same place. Like think about the, the military as an example. Navy Se- the Navy SEALs, when they do their training and their, their BUDS, their um, big test to, to prepare to become a Navy SEAL, that would be literally impossible if people were at all different steps and different stages. They come in, they become a strong community, and the best people make it through in that cohort of Navy SEALs. It's the same thing in the online world. Yeah, I was um, I was listening to another podcast recently, um, Chris, um, this week in startups, and they had the um, founder of a SaaS platform called Maven yeah. on the show, and it was just mind blowing. Um, <clears throat> it's a private company; it's a startup. They got thirty million dollars in the kitty, um, but they were saying some of their instructors that utilize this particular model. Um, They've got about a number that in the six figures, but they've got some instructors that are in the seven figure uh, income. But they uh, they had established audience, and they had what I call um, influence, um, and because he admitted that it, um, if you don't know listeners and views, Maven is a kind of quasar platform. Um, and they have separate um, instructors that run courses. And the founder admitted that 90% of the traffic came, the students that sign up um, to utilise the platform with the particular instructor, um, came from the activity of each instructor. Very little traffic was produced by Maven itself at the present moment. And I was just thinking... I understand it, but you're building your business on somebody else's platform. You know, if I was that person, I would be looking to build my own platform on WordPress and and not lease my main technology stack off a third party who inevitably will start hitting me my percentage. Um, I will build it on WordPress so I don't have to deal with that what is coming because it always does come doesn't it chris it does and and a fun fact for you jason calacanis the host of the this week in startups his startup university is powered by lifter lms that he did in combination with a guy named craig uh zingerling they partnered on the project but yeah even the host of that show is that says it all doesn't it (laughs) yeah but it, they do cohorts as well. Like they do batches of people through startup university. So when people are in a startup phase, they, uh, 
you know, they go together, they learn together, they learn from each other and so on. Right. So kind of, hopefully you see where I'm taking this. Uh, um, so it kind of merges into point three, um, which choose your membership software. So basically I see there's two fundamental buckets and sub buckets in these two main buckets. So um, we're agnostic to some degree. I've made, you know, I run a hosting and a development agency in the e-learning community area. So, but I make my um, my position really clear. But I also look at SaaS platforms as well because I want to give a fair landscape. So there's two buckets here. Either you go the SaaS route software as a service, or you go the WordPress route. Both have got their attractions, both have got their negative elements. You just got to choose your poison, really. Um, I think, obviously, there's some negatives around the WordPress, but what we touched on in our discussion on, on point two influenced me so I would always go the WordPress because I'm not prepared to build a successful business and lease my technology stack, lease my business basically on somebody else's platform, build it on. I want as much digital sovereignty over that business as, and anybody that's been in retail that's had to negotiate with a landlord or if you're um, renting an apartment and you have to negotiate with a very aggressive landlord, you always say, I'm not going to ever go through that again. I I'm going to do whatever I've got to do to either buy my, home, my own home or buy the freehold of my commercial Anybody, talk to anybody in business that's gone through that. They never want to go through it again. So what? what's your – so I kind of – that's my little rant there, um, but it's very – it's from a position of passion. Um, what – What do you agree that you really got, first of all, the two bucket scenario that I've outlined to you, Chris? Yeah, that's pretty much it. If you're going to build an online membership, you go with a SaaS solution like a Kajabi as an example, or you go with your own website that you own and control with WordPress and then combine that with a membership plugin like Paid Memberships Pro or a learning management system like Lifter LMS. And the way I like to think about it, that really for people that are kind of new to this debate, a lot of websites are just a brochure marketing for the business, which is somewhere else. Think of a restaurant website. You go to a restaurant website, you can see the menu, you can see when they're open, you can see their address, but the actual business is this other place, the restaurant. When you build a membership site, the, the website is the marketing, but it's also the business itself. So do you really want to put that on rented land? I'm thinking of... Um, Frank Kane, who's a Lifter LMS user, he's made millions of dollars on Udemy teaching people computer science. Udemy is a hosted SaaS platform for a course marketplace. Recently, within the past two weeks, Udemy just decreased the amount of profit share that they're giving to their instructors. And they have 
thousands or tens of thousands of instructors on the platform that they just cut their paycheck and there's literally nothing that those instructors can do about that. The thing I like about Frank is he's kind of doing the best of both worlds. Yeah. He has his stuff on Udemy, but he has a parallel membership site powered by Lifter LMS that so he's ready for this and he's actually working both simultaneously. So my advice is if you're new and you're unsure, sometimes a SaaS platform is a good way to start. Yep. You have less technical challenges <clears throat> and you can kind of validate your membership idea without getting into the complexities of WordPress. But ultimately the benefits of WordPress are customizability, affordability, and um, just that ownership and control piece. And it's very painful to switch platforms later. So if you think you're gonna end up owning your own website, owning your membership site, I recommend just starting there. And that's where particularly WP Tonic is great for, you want a SaaS-like experience where things are more handled, figured out upfront versus starting from a blank WordPress install. Um, so that's WP Tonic is a nice sweet spot kind of where you get. The yeah. Thanks for saying that. We, uh, we, that, that is the aim of the business. You put it really yeah. well. That is the aim of the business. Cause I think so many people when they're looking to build their community or membership website on WordPress, they, especially if they're pretty new from it, it's pretty daunting. And we, we try and make it as easy to get up and running um, and remove as much friction as possible. Um, so um, we had a pre, um, pre-discussion, So, and I think you're up for it. I think in the first bucket, in the SaaS bucket, there is only, there's a, a lot of competition there. But in some ways, it's similar in WordPress. There's a lot of um, LMSs, membership solutions, but I, I think there's only three credible solutions in the WordPress, and Lifter LMS is one of the premier solutions. Um, but it's similar in the SaaS. There's a lot of SaaS solutions out there, but in my opinion, there's only three that... Yeah. So, and I think you agree with that, but, um, so, um, what are those three in the SaaS world, Chris? Well, there's different use cases for the membership. So it really depends on the nuance of like, are you community course coaching hybrid? And that might sway me one way or the other, but just to speak generally about it on the SaaS side, um, there's, uh, Kajabi is great. You mentioned before Podia, which is also great. Um, was it Mighty Networks, yes. the community one, is great, especially if you're really community, social network focused. I also see a lot of people using Circle these days, which makes it easy to have a mobile app. I heard through the grapevine that they had sacked quite a few of their staff and they were in a bit of difficulty, but I do not know the truth of that. I'm in, I don't know the, the company history there, but I'm in a few communities on Circle and I, I think they do do a, a right. good job. And of course, some people, and I definitely wouldn't recommend it, they build the whole business inside of a Facebook group. And while that can help augment a, 
a paid membership, um, you also run the risk of, you know, Facebook's whims of changing the rules or accidentally, you know, locking you out of your account or something like that. Well, it's all linked um, to other platforms because um, utilizing Facebook, utilizing X, Twitter, I'm going to still kill, I'm going to insist on keeping it, calling it Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. I'm sorry. I don't care what the owner thinks. It's Twitter. So Twitter, YouTube, um, Facebook, great platforms to promote and build community. Not a great idea to be your central digital hub of your business, in my opinion. And unfortunately, the same applies to SaaS platforms. Great platforms, understand why people were attracted to them. But I would, great, um, I if I was looking, I think Kajabi has some great, it's great Swiss army knife. That's how they market it, but the reality is a little bit more complicated. I think Mighty Networks. I think Mighty Networks attracts a lot of people because of the app situation. And I, I think having an app for your community at the right stage is good business logic. But a lot of people look at an app and get fixated about it at a much too earlier stage. What what's your response about that? Yeah, apps are, I call it like a shiny feature, but the reality is some of the best memberships that I've been in as a, like a coaching client, as an example, it was pretty low tech and I think they even had an app, but I never used it. (laughs) I was, I was on the website and really a well done WordPress membership site as an example is technically a web application and it's still works on your phone. So, and if you want to have offline materials for your membership, you can put downloadable stuff inside your membership website that people can take with them on a plane or a long trip or whatever. So the app is overhyped in my opinion. Yeah. The other thing that people are going to be surprised upon is that I have not mentioned teachable or learnable. And the reason why I've done that is the splits that they want. And also, I consider them as, and people, you know, this is just my opinion, folks. Other people would would be highly, have a different view. I, I see a lot of people utilising them for um, having, bolting it onto an existent website. And they're, they're just using it for one course scenario. They're not actually attempting to build a brand, a community, a tribe basically is that making any sense chris yeah it makes sense and it's sort of a a classic mistake i would say is sometimes when you build a membership you get spread out in too many places so if you already have a website particularly a wordpress website there's no reason to do a one-off course on teachable well the, the the reason why people did it and this applied about two years ago because they kind of got lent into the um, the need to market and marketing automation and email. And until a, a two, three years ago, um, WordPress was really lacking incredible solutions. But that's totally changed. Um, that landscape has 
dramatically. And I think WordPress now, um, when it comes to marketing automation and other areas, offers solutions that are superior to some of the SaaS solutions, in my opinion. Um, when it comes to the WordPress, I think there's three main um, there's some other credible solutions, but there's three. There's Lifter LMS, there's Learn Dash, and there's Buddy Boss. I think they're like in the SaaS, they all have strengths and weaknesses because there is no perfect solution out there. It just isn't. That's what you just got to choose the right solution that you think fits. And what could appeal to Lifter might not appeal to somebody that really likes Learn Dash. Um, but they definitely got strengths and weaknesses. First of all, would you agree with that statement? They're the three main WordPress solutions solutions out there. I would say so. And Buddy Boss is a little different since it's right. just focused on community, not it's the LMS. WordPress multi network competitor, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and it integrates with both LearnDash and Lifter LMS. So if you want the closest thing to a Facebook on your website, Buddy Boss is great for that. And it works well in tandem with the LMS, like Lifter LMS or LearnDash. And I do just want to mention, not all memberships start with the creator even thinking about training and courses. So there's things like associations or just newsletter memberships that you can use a, a free plugin like Paid Memberships Pro to build you know, a membership and maybe one day you'll add courses and training, but there's, it's important to think about like, Hey, what's the difference between a WordPress membership plugin and what's a, a learning management system and learning management system um, is kind of overkill if you're not planning on doing courses or training one day. And then yeah, it's you, might... good, you got, cause you obviously create, um, yeah, that's a good, good point you're making there. I, I didn't yeah. think it that way and you there is logic in what you're saying and having because Chris is um is a has a partner a partnership with a great membership plugin um and I can see the logic there because um people have different directions don't they and there's a history there so if you go back in the history of WordPress and membership sites Membership plugins were around before learning management system plugins were around. So membership is, there's just like a history of how it evolved in WordPress. And some people have been going with a membership for a very long time for some association or accreditation or like a member directory thing that they do for their membership. Like, hey, these are the, the dentists who are in this association and things like that and then later they figure out they want to add training so that's the backstory between between membership versus lms so um buddy boss is like I said, like chris has said is the direct competitor to mighty networks or circle um it's got strengths and weaknesses i love i have a love hate relationship with buddy boss um but um love it more than i hate it um when it comes to Lifter LMS, obviously you're a personal friend, but um, you live in reality. Um, Lifter LMS, your arch emesist is LearnDash um, in the WordPress space. Um, my opinion, they 
when people say to me, which one should you use? I say they're very, very similar. Um, they have, you, it really needs, you really need look at the Pacifics. But where, um, I, I normally wouldn't ask somebody this, but I think you're one of, one of the more very honest to yourself in mm-hmm. business terms. So how do you, what do you see as, the strengths of Lifter compared to Learn Dash, and where do you think Learn Dash is is a little bit stronger than Lifter? I'm asking a difficult question there. You might not want to take it. <laughs> no, I'll take it. Um, so the big difference is Lifter LMS is a more complete solution. Yeah. So you're going to need a lot more third party add-ons to add to Learn Dash, not necessarily made by Learn Dash, to do what Lifter LMS does out of the box. Even many of the features that are included in the free Lifter LMS plugin. Um, Lifter, I, and by the way, I also have a lot of respect for LearnDash and yeah. the team. I know the f- founder, I know people that work there. And LearnDash recently just launched a new membership plugin called MemberDash. So I think that that story kind of sums it up in yeah. the sense that Lifter LMS is nine years old and had memberships included in the core free plugin from day one. Uh, LearnDash is just now creating a membership solution. So we've been thinking at Lifter in terms of memberships, not just courses, since day one. Um, in terms of strengths that LearnDash has, um, I know some people like their topic hierarchy system in the courses, and, and they also have the ability to reuse lessons. At Lifter, we did not add topics like more hierarchy in the course structure because um, it, we felt it was a little confusing and people can bundle courses together in memberships to create, um, you know, more advanced um, structured data or layouts of the training. And uh, we didn't do the re- we haven't done the reuse lessons yet. You can clone lessons and use them again in that way. But um, we just found it, it could really hose the performance of the reporting and the speed of the website when the website's checking for, you know, where's this lesson now and how do I apply that to the reporting and stuff like that. That's just a small nuance. Um, but I know I hear from LearnDash users that they really like that ability to reuse lessons. Because we're going really now into the weeds, aren't we? That's the kind of thing that... Um, you've got to have some experience. If you're new, you're in entrepreneur looking at WordPress, I have no problem saying that you should go with Lifter LMS because it's the most complete solution out there to get. And if you're hosting with WP Tonic and you, and you, and give, we give you advice and all the other plugins that you will need in one solution, um, we're going to say you should go with Lifter. Love Learn Dash, but if you ask our honest opinion and you're starting your first course and you like WordPress and you want to stay with WordPress, we're going to say Lifter LMS. And I'm not saying that just that Chris is my friend and that 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 is our honest advice. Um, but if you're if you if you've played with Learn Dash and you like it and that, we have no problem with that. Um, but if you ask, if it's the beginning of your journey and you ask us, we're going to say Lifter. Uh, um, because they they also, there's a kind of historical baggage 
Um, I think when you were starting Lifter, and oh, this is overlaps as well. This is not concrete in any shape or form. There are loads of very large organisations that utilise Lifter. But um, I think the origins of your tribes is because of your background and that that you've been in the more entrepreneur area where I think the founder of Learn Dash and his um, business partner were from uh, educational training background. Um, so they had a slightly different tribe. Is that making sense at all? Yeah, I mean, that's part of the history there. So Justin Fairman and his partner started uh, Learn Dash. Justin worked in e-learning, like corporate e-learning. I come more from the entrepreneur side, help, help helping people build information products, coaching products, make money online, teaching what you know kind of niche. So that definitely informed the early days of how we developed the products and marketed them and so on. And it echoes a bit. Obviously, there's, there's, it changes, but um, and I think that influences. It's been a great discussion so far. We're going to go for our middle break, folks. We've got some other great insights and topics to discuss. We will be back in a few moments, folks. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to lifterlms.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. It's been a great discussion with a great friend of mine, Chris, from Lifter LMS. Um, I'd like to point out, if you are looking um, to build your membership community website on WordPress, and I think for digital sovereignty, I honestly think it's a great decision. But you look, you need a great hosting and a great support um, partner. That's what you get at WP Tonic. Um, we only specialize in membership and community websites that need really great hosting. Plus, we provide the best suite of WordPress plugin solutions, all fully licensed, plus config, initially configured for you, plus email, plus help with video, plus a lot of pluses. We make it easy to build your membership community website on WordPress. And I think we offer some of the best value on the market. Um, we love you to be part of our tribe. So go over to WP Tonic. So um, on to our list, reuse content. What What's your thoughts about that on this list? You know, I like to put the customer at the center of any business, not the product. So you may think about what does the customer need, not just like pushing your product on them. And one of the great things you can do in a membership site is you can provide courses, you can provide like some members only content, but you can also integrate some community elements like um, 
group coaching calls is a great example. Group coaching calls are the easiest way to magically create recurring revenue if you mostly have a one-off product. Like if you have a course and you're trying to figure out how to create recurring revenue membership, uh, just add a weekly or monthly group coaching call that's time boxed to an hour or whatever and help your people live through Zoom or whatever tool you want to use. Um, but then what you can do is you can take the, those coaching calls and record them and put them, reuse them in your members only area. You can package them up inside courses if you want, or just put them on membership protected pages. One of the best coaching programs that I was in with Dan Martell, he wrote a book recently called Buy Back Your Time. I highly recommend it. Um, I paid many tens of thousands of dollars for Dan's membership. And part of what I did when I was in there is I went to the live calls. He had courses, but he also recorded all his group coaching calls from the three previous years. And I literally went through that content, all of it, and I doubled my business in terms of revenue and size and all that stuff. It was even like 2.6x, I think, from a lot of the tips, tricks, ideas, theories, templates, and things that he had in his membership. So if you're going to do a live event, uh, either, and we, he did in-person live events, which I went to as well, you can reuse that content both inside of your membership site as it becomes evergreen content, but you can also reuse parts or even uh, all of some of them, some of them in your marketing. So just because you create something once doesn't mean you can't reuse it again. I think that's a, I think that's a great, I've got nothing to add there. I think that's a great, people tend, tend to think that, all their content, because this is part of building, identifying your audience and building your audience before you do your first membership, um, is that you should have content out there anyway. I think um, when somebody says, I'm going to, I've got no content, I always, it's, it's, they can still be successful, but I think in an age of YouTube, of Facebook, of all these platforms, that you should have already have content out there um, because you need to build audience, basically. Um, create premium content. I think Seth, in his latest book, and I forgot his title of the book, uh, but I did listen to the audio version. Um, can you remember the last book? He brought you out He's written like 50 books. I can't keep yeah. them straight. I have um, he was talking about community um, because I think I think the big every business model, every type of business has hurdles, and um, I think I think the problem with membership model because it is a very powerful, attractive business model is is reducing churn. You know, reducing people thinking. I've consumed them in, and the pop, the other problem of churn dealing in, with it in the traditional is just producing more content, but that becomes a bit can, but it's linked to the uh, 
discussion we had in the first half with the membership model. And I think that's why certain membership models, people that, that are experienced in it, go to the um, a model where they're taking batches of students because it gets them off the hamster wheel of producing content. But the other way of reducing churn is premier content around access and, and building community. Can you see where I'm going? What going with this? I'm go- I think that was a bit of a ramble, actually, but I was trying to keep it focused. But um, do you think there's anything what I've said? And what's your own views? Yeah, I just go back to putting the customer at the center of the business, not your product. And what do they need? You know, templates, like PDFs, Excel spreadsheets, templates they can use in their business, graphic design assets. Depends what you're teaching. Um, that, that you could have a premium members-only newsletter that goes out based on research that you've done in your niche that goes out every month, as an example. You know, the events we've talked about, online events that are members-only. I think of premium content as the best stuff to help your members get results quicker. And when you create a mix of content types, you're more likely to help more people. And those content types play off each other. It's like, oh, I just learned this cool thing in the course. Well, here's a template to help with that. Here's an office hours to go over any challenges you're having with the implementation. Here's, um, you know, a, a hangout the mastermind group that you can start with this other member. So you guys can work on this goal together. There's all different kinds of ways to think about premium content. And I I call it the reverse pyramid. Okay. That's how I see it. It's a reverse pyramid model. And um, the the pyramid is you get more and more. Obviously um, membership is around normally around individual. It's, that shows expertise or knowledge in a particular area. And that funnel is more and more individual access maybe to the founder, to the figurehead of of the membership. And obviously that can broaden out. You can bring in experts and um, facilitators. So that can broaden out. But normally it starts with a figurehead as a, that's how I see it. And it's this reverse pyramid model. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, so there's like this push pull between the best results you could deliver to a member is to do what's called a VIP day, which is you get on the plane, they buy your expensive membership. You get on a plane, you and your team fly to their location and help transform their health, business, relationships, whatever it is. On the other end of the spectrum is building a passive income membership site with already created content that you've created like this automated online evergreen business. And all you have to do is sit on the beach and have a drink while your bank account gets bigger every month. But in the middle, you can try to deliver components out of all those things that sit between private coaching and passive content. And one of the great ways to give somebody the value of private coaching without committing your time on a forever hamster wheel of recurring meetings 
is to do an onboarding session, private coaching. It's just one. And maybe they get one of those a year, or maybe it's just when they first join the membership. And that way you can deliver a ton of personalized value to your member right out of the gate, which then causes them to refer their friends. And then you can continue that coaching through a group format on a group call where it's time boxed and you're not limited on the number of people that come to the coaching call so that you figure out how to scale your time in that way. Some of the most successful membership sites I've seen have that private coaching onboarding element piece. And that's the most premium content. It's direct access. It's not just content, it's access. That's what people pay top dollar for. Yeah. All right. Um, Build the website and your brand. What's your views on this? Don't get distracted on it too much. Like it is important to have a website and a brand. If you want the fast lane to a WordPress-based membership site that's awesome, go with something like WP Tonic. If you're doing it yourself, give yourself a little bit of time to build a website, learn WordPress. There's also a lot of freelancers and experts who can help with the website piece. And the branding, don't overcomplicate it. Like figure out what your action color is, choose a nice font, uh, figure out the logo situation. Even the Lifter LMS logo, we're a big software company. The logo, if you're watching this on video that's behind me, I paid $299 for it on 99designs, done. And I did not spend like a lot of time on that. So yeah, but go easy on yourself. If you are doing it yourself or you're trying to outsource it at a low cost, there is a learning curve and just know that every couple of years, two to three years, people tend to like change the design a little bit of their website or up, upgrade their brand. So as an example with Lifter LMS, we're nine years old. Our initial branding, it almost doesn't even matter. You're just trying to get customers. But then we did a refresh about three years in, and then we did another refresh uh, a couple years ago to something a little more modern. And so, but don't, don't get distracted by the technology and stay focused on that core customer and getting them the result that you want. I'm also a big fan of building a strong personal brand. Like you said, Jonathan, if somebody's building a membership site, they should really have some content out there. So the best way to kind of get started, start a YouTube channel or start a podcast or start a blog, whether you like video, audio, or writing and start getting your thought leadership, your personal brand out there. That's the most important part of all of this. Yeah, I think that was fantastic. The one thing I would add is what I call the war and peace problem. Okay. <laughs> That's um, what I mean by that is I, I see a lot of people and it's for understandable. If it's their first membership website journey, entrepreneur journey, they want to offer the most value to their um, student base. And they think by adding the best value is content, is to build out a massive course and um, spend six, seven, eight, nine, twelve months building out a multi-layered course with video, text, everything, 
that 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 they have all the knowledge they have and it's poured out and they never launch you know they're 12 months two years so they still haven't launched and they're just and um they're working out marketing automation sequences um the in the button structure of their course um um, the third design of their home page, but they haven't officially launched. And do not be one of these people, folks. It's really very important to build what I call a micro course, uh, your first viable, um, it comes from startup community, your first viable product. I call it your first viable course. And Get students in and get feedback because you might have all the knowledge, but the problem being an expert or having that knowledge is that sometimes the things that somebody at the beginning of a journey might want and need, you might not realise. So getting that feedback from your initials is going to be invaluable in helping you decide what extra elements should be bolted on, developed for the course. And then um, having that minimum viable course can also then be turned into a low-cost low um, marketing trigger, a tripwire, as they say, um, to get people in your marketing funnel. Um, so it's got enormous benefits i feel what's your response to what i've just outlined chris i think that was very well said and just to give like a really specific framework or example of what that could look like if you're going to launch a membership site i recommend spending no more than 30 days to your first launch so what can you do in those 30 days you can build the website hire it out just get get the website up home page about page contact page um, and then focus on mini courses. Micro learning is a big trend in e-learning. People don't want the giant course. And if you go back to our original framework of customer result mechanism, a course is a mechanism. And when we look at a result that people want, you can often chunk that result down into various milestone results that people need to accomplish on the way to achieving that big result. So if you help people, let's say, make more money um, or get a job or something like that, what are the little mini results that have to happen on that journey in your niche? And focus on that first early mini result. That's your micro course. And I'm thinking like one to 10 lessons max, no more than an hour of content if you're doing video. And then what you can do is you can take some of the best uh, let's say the two best lessons out of a 10 lesson video course, put those for free on your YouTube channel. And that's how you start your content marketing engine. And that's a minimum viable product that anybody could launch in 30 days. Yeah. Um, I think also having a pre-launch strategy, now going on other people's podcasts, um, go, doing live video, talking about your subject using linkedin um there's just enormous um 
obviously there's a lot of competition, a lot of buzz, but there's also an enormous audience that just consumes a ton of content and just always looking for new content. It's insatiable, isn't it, Chris? It is. And that's why you have to really know back to our first point, who your audience is, who is the clear customer we're serving. Because if you know who your audience is, whether it's a balloon artist, a mobile home flipper, or an active campaign expert in the examples I provided earlier, all those places or all those niches have online hanging out places. So you can go out into that community and, and start feeding feeding content to that audience for free with no expectation of return, but mostly also to get to know them, find out what their real problems are. Cause a lot of us have assumptions and by actually engaging with real potential members for our membership site, we challenge our assumptions and we make sure we're crystal clear on what their problems are and how we can best solve them. On to the next one. Um, I think it's something, Create a mem- member onboarding strategy. Uh, I think this is important, but it's something that's not highlighted that much. What's your thoughts about this? It's hugely re- important. It's sort of like the reverse pyramid you talk about. Uh, we all think about marketing funnels, but if it kind of in the sale is the conversion point. But after the sale, there's a whole customer success funnel that goes from onboarding to activation to retention to expansion revenue to advocacy like where they become an affiliate or refer you on review sites and things so i recommend spending just as much time on the marketing funnel also on the customer success funnel and onboarding the first step after a conversion or a sale is absolutely critical particularly if you don't want a high churn so helping people activate into your membership, there's all kinds of things you can do. One of the most overlooked strategies, and this happens understandably to experts, you know how to use your website, you know what your program's about, you know where everything is, but create like an onboarding course so that someone can self like orient themselves. Like when you go to college or whatever, there's orientation. You need an orientation course like, hey, welcome to the website. Here's where this is. Here's where this is. Here's the schedule. Here's how to get help if you get stuck. Here's the community and really concierge that onboarding process. Going back to what we talked about, one of the most easy ways to reduce churn and also charge higher prices for your membership is to do a personalized onboarding call with your new members. So if your price point is high enough, that's very profitable to do. And it might even be the reason they bought the membership is because you had that feature of a one-on-one private um, kickstart or onboarding call orientation, whatever you want to call it, to help people. So yeah, onboarding is absolutely critical. If you have a community aspect, You want to seed the community. So you want to have a process where people introduce themselves, they share their challenges, they get comfortable with being vulnerable. You know, asking for help on the internet is hard. We forget that if we're power internet users. So you just want to make people comfortable. You want them to know where everything is and you want to help them get um, a mic drop moment result as soon as possible so that they get even more excited about being in your membership. Because the last thing you want to have happen is 
somebody go through your marketing funnel, they pull out their credit card and they make the sale and then they come on the other side into the customer success funnel and they're underwhelmed, lost and not sure what to do. Yeah, I think I'm not going to add anything to that because I think you did it fantastic. So on to the last point before we wrap up this show and decide on your pricing model. What a night. Pricing's a nightmare, folks. Pricing's a nightmare. So what's your thoughts on pricing models, Chris? Well, first, I have a calculator to help you figure it out. So if you do a search for Lifter LMS course membership pricing model, it's there's no opt-in or anything. You literally plug in variables and it will tell you what your price would be based on the variables. I'll go ahead and share all the ideas of what's behind that and how it works. Um, and pricing is actually something that I've studied deeply over the years from some experts in SaaS and other places. But it goes back to our customer result mechanism framework. The result... There's three main variables in pricing. The first one has to do with the result. So how valuable, what is the perceived value of the result you're promising with your membership? The higher that is, the more you can charge. So in my case earlier, I said I spent tens of thousands of dollars with a business coach to help me scale my software company. That's extremely valuable to me. And just like I, I said earlier, I 2.6x the size of my business in much thanks to what I learned in that membership. So even though I spent a lot of money, I got 10 times the value of the cost of the program. So that's, and so helping a business grow can be seen as very valuable, but it's also true in health and fitness. Um, it's also true in high stakes relationships. For example, um, you might have like a parenting challenge that's really acute. Like I remember hearing an interview with somebody who was like a baby sleep coach. And if you've ever been a parent with a young baby who's having trouble sleeping, nobody's sleeping, that's like a high um, threshold, high value result. Um, if uh, you're helping somebody find the love of their life, that has a high perceived value. If you're helping somebody to reduce like costs in a business by 5%, it depends how big the business is, but that might not see, be seen as that valuable. If you're helping somebody figure out how to go camping, that's, I like camping, it's valuable, but I'm not gonna spend like big top end pricing on that. So perceived value of the result promised from the membership is one key pricing lever. The second, is called willingness to pay or also ability to pay. And that depends on your niche. A balloon artist, as an example, is not a rich CEO that uh, has deep pockets for coaching or consulting or whatever. Um, a parent, even in the example I just gave about the, the baby, first time parents tend to not have a lot of disposable cash. So who's your target market? If you're going after CEOs or investors or something like that, maybe you can charge a little more. But if you're helping people who are typically not in a financially strong position, you have to take that into account. The third level of pricing, which we already talked about, is 
level of support. Another way to say that is access. So do you have that that one-on-one onboarding consulting call? That's more valuable. So you can charge more for that. Do you do group group coaching calls once a month? That's more valuable. Do you provide email support? That's more valuable. Do you do text messaging support? That's more valuable. Do you have a community, not just a, a evergreen course content? That's more valuable. So the level of support, willingness to pay, and perceived value of the result all come together to create the ideal price point for your market. Yeah, I think you put that so fantastically, Chris. But also think having these tiers of offering different prices linked to what I, in my own mind, I see as the reverse pyramid. I think it gives credibility to the platform in general. Because I think there's, I think it's been very unfortunate because I'm so excited about online education and membership and the whole area because I think it still offers enormous. Look at Maiden, what they've listening to that po- podcast interview um, was a real eye opener. Um, but I think it's been discredited by people wanting a little bit by a certain sector of online guru that wants, it seems to be around the 2000 trigger, 2000 upfront. And um, you don't get much value out of the course and they used, well, I think if you've got this model that you outlined, that, that kind of indicates that you invested more time and, it's a, a more credible provider. You're provi- you know, that you're vo- providing different tiers. Is that making sense, Chris? It does, and this just goes back to putting your customer at the center of your business, not your product. So you build the price around the customer, not what you want, like your recurring revenue or how much money you want to make this year, or or what you see in the market. It's about your customer. So prices built around the customer. And in fact, I recommend designing your membership around price first, if you can. So if you're like in the ideation phase and you're like, ah, I'm into a lot of things. I don't know what to cheat. I don't know what niche to choose. Then do some experimentation with what how pricing works for different niches you might go into. I'm also a fan, like you said, of the tiered approach there's something called product-led growth as well so someone might come in on your lower tier let's say course content only plan but then after they get amazing results from the course or or get really into your methodology of teaching they may want to upgrade to the higher plan that includes coaching and maybe there's people in your market that are not price sensitive at all and have basically unlimited funds. So why not slap a super expensive, you know, private coaching package on top of your membership that you can do as well as either an add-on or a different tier. And I'm a big fan of actually doing the full gamut of pricing. So I think of your content as your marketing content as basically like helping people for free. 
And then, you know, you have like a free course, which is like a lead magnet. So all they have to pull out is their email address, no money. They're not anonymously watching you on YouTube anymore or podcast or wherever. They're giving you their email address. So now you're helping them deeper in a free course, maybe a free webinar that you run a couple times a year. And then you get into maybe an individual product, like one course that's paid. And then you have your whole membership with all the different tiers and potentially slap an add-on of like private coaching packages, limited seats available at the absolute highest end. And especially if you're in the early stages of your membership, not you're not just testing your product and your ability to help these people, you're also testing pricing. So when you put the full menu of prices out there from free to premium one-on-one access, you're literally testing your market of what they want, what they will what the market will bear, where are the most people concentrating at those different price tiers. So that's some pricing strategy for you. And just the end, the, the thing that I think is so attractive, unlike a lot of other um, marketing out there, I still feel this field is still a very credible side hustle for somebody to gradually build a business at the same time that they're either in full-time employment or part-time employment or freelance and they want to build uh, a secondary income, it is totally achievable and still totally credible where other so-called side hassle solutions aren't credible, are filled with nonsense. I think this field, if done in the right way, is to- has total credibility. What do you feel? Yeah. I mean, that's why I think you should launch in 30 days. Don't quit your day job and just start creating that value. Most of the successful membership site creators I know started, they didn't have some million dollar launch or $100,000 launch. They start with like five members or 20 members or two members, but their passion and their commitment to the niche, the audience is what carries them through that that early MVP stage. And over time, it just builds like a snowball until one day you wake up and you can have the option to quit your job or you're hitting income records um, and able to do things in life that you hadn't been able to do before. But it's a haul. It's a it's a long commitment and it's 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 not easy and it takes time. Fantastic conversation. Thank you for your wisdom, Chris. Hopefully in the new year, sometime you come back to the Membership Machine Show. I think it's been a fab discussion. What's the best way for people to find out more about your knowledge, which you've so clearly um, shown in this interview, and about Lifter in general? Well, if you're watching this before November ends, we have our Black Friday all November sale going on, which is 50% off, but it also comes with $2,000 worth of bonuses. Within those bonuses, there's tr- more deeper training on things like pricing and the logistics of setting up a membership business as an entrepreneur so you don't miss certain key steps and a lot of other benefits. So check that out. I also have over 400 episodes on LMS Cast which is my podcast to help course creators, membership site builders, and WordPress pros find success 
in online education. And you can find me on Twitter at Chris Badgett. It's a great podcast. Also, thank you so much, Chris, for your ongoing support. Um, Lifter LMS has, has sponsored WP Tonic and the Membership Machine Show. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. It's much appreciated. And I would highly say that you should consume everything that Chris produces because he really does have a lot of knowledge that will help you on your membership journey. We will not be back next week, but the following week, couple of weeks, we've got some other great guests. We will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Membership Machine Show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and leave a rating to support the show. Until next time.